Welcome to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast, where we talk about our favorite books and how we would bring them to life on the big screen. Hey guys, uh, we are a tale of sorting and Dreamcast. I'm Bridget. I'm Lindsay. And today we're doing a movie sode. Yes. Lindsay will be doing it this time. Yes. So what you doing? I'm doing Me Before You. Mm -hmm. So it's one that I like. So yes, I'm very excited. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited also. <laughs> so yeah, um, I did have an opening question. I don't know if we usually do opening questions for movie sods, but I'm going to ask it anyways. No, go for it. Yeah. Um, what is your dream vacation since they go on their like, dream vacation? Mm, I want to go to Ireland. Ooh, yeah. Be in a cottage. Yeah. You know, just relax. <laughs> <laughs> just not have that, to worry about everything. Yeah. That or um, go to Japan. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I think my two like dream destinations, well, technically three, because there's New York, I want to go there so badly, and there's Rome, Italy, and then uh, Scotland, obviously, mm -hmm. from my roots. Well, when we go to <laughs> Ireland, we could just hop over to Scotland exactly. while we're there, and then exactly. also go to the United Kingdom. Yes. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yes. Yeah, there's a lot of places I want to go to, but I don't have any like a specific destination. I just want to go there. Yeah. I mean, Italy is kind of like that for me. I just want to, like, mm -hmm. walk around because it's, like, so old and, like, so cultural that I'm just like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <gasps> All right. Mm -hmm. So, Me Before You is written by Jojo Moyes, and the book was first published on January 5th, 2012 in the United Kingdom, which is kind of crazy. And then the movie came out. Kind of really crazy because the movie came out June third, two thousand sixteen. So there wasn't oh. a lot of time before, like in between, like book coming out and then people being like, make it a movie. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, it is directed by Thea Sherrick, who this was her directorial debut, and she has also done Call Me the Midwife and The Hollow Crown, which are both like TV shows. Yeah, I've seen The Midwife. Yeah, so have I. I mm -hmm. really like it. It was really funny. My dad was watching it one time when I was over. British humor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then um, she's also just did a Disney movie last year called The One and Only Ivan, which is really weird because I haven't heard anything about it. Neither it's like I. about a gorilla. Oh. Yeah. It's really interesting. When I was like looking her up on IMBD, it was just like, oh yeah. And she's also done this Disney movie in 2020. And I was like, since I Disney Plus, never. so many things are just like, well, what's going on? Right? They just keep like releasing a whole bunch of shit. It's like Netflix. You're just like, wait a minute. When did that show come out? Mm -hmm. So, yes, the screenplay is written by Jojo Moyes, which I'm just like, that explains a lot I because when that happens. this is pretty, pretty book to movie, pretty, like, pretty solid adaptation. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yes, a little bit, the stuff that I've got, because I have it on Blu-ray, obviously, stuff that I got from the bonus features from that is that Jojo actually heard this story on a radio about a rugby, a rugby player who ended up like Will and convinced his parents to take him to Swiss or Switzerland and help him with an assisted suicide. And the story stuck with her for so long that she wrote about it. Mm. So I was like, that's kind of cool. It's very sad. Right? <laughs> very sad. Yeah. yeah. She said she just kept, yeah. like, thinking about it over and over. Like, mm -hmm. she, like, the story just stuck with her and she'd catch herself, like, thinking about it so much that she's like, I need to get this out of my system. And the way that she did that was writing a book. Mm -hmm. I was like, well... Good. Way to go. Uh, it's kind of funny because she had gone to two publishers because the first one didn't like the idea of the book. And I'm just like, hmm, I wonder what they're thinking about now. Uh, she sold at least 14 million copies of that book. So the first publisher of what, like, I'm sure they're like shooting themselves in the foot these days. Um, and it's super cute about casting because she actually fell in love with Amelia 
immediately. Mm-hmm. She's like, I saw like one video of her and I was like, that's Lou. Like, I, that's got to be her. Which is super cute because Amelia, when she, she was, says she sent the book and the script is kind of like a, hey, here's like a, a role I think you'd be really good for. And she was super attracted to Lou because she feels like that she's super relatable to Lou more than like obviously Daenerys. Because <laughs> at the time, I think she'd really only done Lord of the, uh, Lord of the Rings. Wow. <laughs> she really the like, other fantasy book. Yeah. <laughs> she'd really only done Game of Thrones. So this was kind of her first um, like out of that world. Yeah. So she's like, I definitely feel more relatable and like connected to Lou than I do to anybody else, which is adorable because in the book, she gets like Lou gets a bumblebee tattoo Mm -hmm. and Amelia Clark got a bumblebee tattoo because she felt so connected and she was just like, "Ah, I love this role. Yeah, it's really cute because she also has like three dragons on as a tattoo. Yeah. Oh, she has all her babies. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, that's super adorable. So... Some IMBD trivia, because I love doing this. <laughs> this movie so I do I it, too. <laughs> yeah, I love, like, little tidbits that they give you, which I think is so funny. Oh, yeah, the first one is the one I just said about her getting the bubble tattoo. She got it on her finger after wrapping up on the film. One that I found hilarious and I hope is true is Amelia Clark convinced Matthew Lewis to wax his legs for his role. <laughs> and I'm just like, I hope, I pray that that's true, because it just sounds so freaking funny. And filming of the castle town the exterior scenes took place in pembrokeshire wales over five days in may 2015 the tranquil town saw road closures and an influx of fans hoping to catch a glimpse of distribute but disruption was kept to a minimum and the interior scenes were later shot in pinewood studios and i just love that they shot it in pembrokeshire wales because pembroke is a type of corgi Fun fact, not on IMVD. That's just great me. to know. <laughs> yes. So here is the. I was telling Bridget earlier that there's like this huge chunk of like Game of Thrones info that I found from this freaking movie, and I thought it was hilarious. So Amelia Clark and Charles Dance, who plays or Dance, I'm assuring it's not Dance. I'm sure it's Dance, but he plays a Papa Lannister, and Samantha Spiro, who plays Lou's mother, have previously previously co-starred together in game of thrones in 2011 but starred in no scenes together mm-hmm. they didn't share yeah. any scenes but they were all in the same tv yeah. show and then later worked on this movie together and then additionally jenna coleman who plays lou's sister her her ex-boyfriend is richard madden who also started game of thrones and sam Kathlin previously auditions for the parts of Jon snow and viserys targaryen but couldn't commit to either due to oh. scheduling conflicts so he almost played her brother so he almost played <laughs> in game of thrones i would have I like right, him in likable so roles. Yeah. Also, that would have been super weird to like see them like that and like that brother relationship oh, role, gosh. and then then, like I wonder if he would have oh. gone Game of Thrones that he wouldn't have been in this movie. Probably right? that would have been really weird. Yeah, so it's like ugh. it'd be really weird to see them like in brother and sister, and then they transfer to this where they're supposed to be like. Well, I mean, because he's kind of Viserys is kind of creepy and like very like oh you're my sister because oh he's very much creepy. Yeah, so that would have been really awkward. But yes, the crown for a king. Yes. But yeah, I just thought it was really funny how, like, after all that, actual actors that were in Game of Thrones were all in this together, that Sam Kathleen almost yeah. was part of that group as well. Because it's like, <laughs> if you're a British actor, you're either in Harry Potter or you're in Game of Thrones. And you're definitely in Doctor Essentially. Who. Essentially. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> you're definitely in some Doctor Who episode. Yeah. And if you're not, then it's, you're just it's only a, matter of time. a real British <laughs> person. Because <laughs> even Andrew Garfield uh, is in a Doctor Who episode. Oh my god, he is. He is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, if you're British, you're eventually going to be in one of these three things. Like, don't oh, worry man. about it. Which is kind of interesting, because it says, but couldn't commit to either due to scheduling conflicts. So I'm like, did he, like, did they be like, yeah, Sam Kathleen, do you want to be Jon Snow? 
or Viserys and like go for it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Oh, sorry, like I already yeah. have like previous." Because it sounds like he already got the role, but he right, but he had to like turn it down. It. So that's crazy to think about. Like he could have been her brother or Jon Snow, who ended up oh. being her lover. <laughs> Ah. And her nephew. <laughs> and her... Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> but everyone, come if on If you now. haven't read or like <laughs> seen Game of Thrones at this point, sorry. So, now, talking about the differences between movie and book, which it's another one of those where there's not a lot of differences. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's a pretty good book to movie adaptation. So a lot of it, like the story, I found like a really good book summary and I was reading it. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty much, like, almost word for word. Like, they even pull certain lines directly from the book, which, I mean, Jojo Moyes, like, did mm-hmm. the screenplay. So, makes sense that there's direct it's lines and direct quotes. On. Yeah. There's only a few differences, which a lot of people kind of frowned upon because they did kind of cut out the heavier stuff. Mm-hmm. So, there are a few trigger warnings in what I'm about to say. There is talk about, uh, she never full on says it, but there is kind of like a, like a rape scene that happens that they don't talk about. So. What? Yeah, trigger warnings. Oh, my God. Yeah, which I totally forgot about until I was, like... To her? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So, we'll get there. It's one of the differences. But just, like, trigger warning. (laughs) If you feel like that's going to trigger you before I talk about it, like, I would just kind of skip over this part a little bit. Um, But I'll I'll mention it again, like, right before I talk about it. But, yeah, they kind of cut out a lot of, like, the heavier stuff, and they kind of made it a little bit more fluffy, which a lot of people kind of, like, frowned upon. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people were like, oh, but, like, the book is so much better, which... I feel like you're always going to feel that the way. The argument is always that the book is better. Right. Which is funny because I saw the book first and mm-hmm. I loved it. So, or no, I saw the book. I saw the movie first. <laughs> I looked I at mean, it and I was like, I love it. <laughs> Right. No, I saw the movie first and I loved it so much. But like when the credits hit, I was like, there's more. There's got to be more to this story because there mm-hmm. always is more in the book. And I'll, that's what made me want to read the book. So I was like, I need more of this. Like Context. I need more of them. Mm-hmm. So I was like... They, got to be more in the book and there definitely was which usually happens because things get cut so like there's some things that I understand why they cut just because it would have like cut or added too much or like cut the flow of the movie but um the heavier stuff I like some people did kind of wish that they would because they kind of yeah because this one YouTube video that I watched that I got a lot of the differences from it's called eight pages deep and it's a guy and he was kind of talking about how as since they cut all that stuff, it doesn't really feel like life, like real life anymore. It doesn't really feel relatable because it's just so happy-go-lucky and fluffy. And then it just, like, hits you real mm-hmm. hard at the end. But eh. <laughs> it's kind of like, I get it, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Whenever you make a movie that's adapted from anything, you're not going to be able to please everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Are there, like, deleted scenes that mention it? Or is it just no, kind of not they even? Just, yeah. they I think they out. just took mm-hmm. it completely out because it has to do with a maze. And I don't think, I don't think they were able to like build a maze. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like the shining, um, kind of. Uh, I don't know. I've never seen that. I know there's like know a hedge maze. maze in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. While we watch different movies, <laughs> completely different. I've movies. seen this movie though. <laughs> Excellent. So in the beginning of the movie, there's not many differences, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it doesn't until later on when she finds out that Will actually like when she finds out about Sweden and what Will wants to do. And in the movie, she actually, or in the book, she actually completely quits her job and is completely like, I don't want to do this anymore. And if you remember in the movie, her sister is kind of like, hey, like, I need you to stay with this job because I need to be able to quit my job so I can go back to school for me and my Mm -hmm. son. And it's kind of, in the movie, it's kind of like brushed over because she's just like, I've done my time. Like, I've done my hours at the flower shop, like, please, so I can go better myself and lose kind of like, okay, like, sure. Mm -hmm. And in the book... 
the sisters are actually like super rivals and like very competitive and they kind of bump heads like a lot and so that's yeah it's like heavier stuff that they like cut off yeah so in the because in the book it's kind of more like the older sister uh trina or katrina is kind of like the you know the star and like lou's kind of just like the backbone of the family Mm -hmm. so lou's the one that's been like kind of trudging along and trina just kind of gets like whatever she wants Mm -hmm. and they kind of like bump heads about it so yeah so the the relationship is like very sunshine and rainbows in the movie where in the book it's more like likable like an actual like sister sister relationship Mm -hmm. where they fight and they bump heads and it's like not always like friendly yeah. So they cut that off, which is another, like, kind of struggle, kind of heavy thing that they were just like, nope, their relationship's perfectly fine. They're sisters. Then they love each other. Um, also, Will has a sister in the book. Oh. And she's, like, completely, like, not even mentioned. They just, like, <laughs> snip, snip, cut her out. And the struggle of leaving the job, like, Lou leaving the job, but staying for the need of her family is a bit rushed in the movie because she's getting paid, like, super good money from the trainers to, like, to take care of Will. And in the movie, they kind of just have, like, a brief talk about it, about, like, oh, well, we need the money. And Lou's like, oh, you're right. Like, I'll stay. Which in the book, they kind of, like, once again, it's really heavy because her dad has been fired and is, like, kind of going in between jobs and can't really keep a job. So Lou, like, Lou and the sister have been, like, working super hard to Mm -hmm. just pretty much pay for everything for the family. So now that Lou has, like, this pretty awesome job... They're like, oh, you can't leave it because we need you. And she's yeah. like, well, fuck. Like, it's, it's way more of a struggle in the book mm-hmm. than it is in the movie. Like, the movie just kind of, like, Like, she has no choice, it. really. Yeah. yeah. But in the book, it kind of shows more of, like, a struggle of her being mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be a part of this because it's, like, weird and, you know, this guy wants to kill himself. And the family's oh. like, but it's good money. Like, we need Did you to do it. Did she know about the, um, like, arrangements before? Mm-mm. No. In the, Okay. No, in, in either both. of them. Yeah, in okay. both of them, she's not told. She kind of finds out accidentally. Yeah, she figures it out. Yeah. Because I remember watching the movie, and you don't really know what's going on. There's just, like, this underlying secret throughout. Yeah. And you're just like, what is going yeah, on? And you're, movie, like, waiting for it. she hears the mom and dad talk about it. Mm-hmm. And because a letter came in from Sweden, and the mom's just like, what is this? And the dad's like, well, you, like, he said six months. Like, he gave us six months. Yeah. And it's almost been six months. He's like, so we're, you know, we're going on with the plan. And she's like, I only agreed to this so he could change his mind. And the dad's mm-hmm. like, it's what he wants. And, blah, blah, and blah, 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 blah. the mom, like, wanted, isn't it later on she sees how Lou affects mm-hmm. him, sort of, and is hoping that she can change his mind, yeah. right? So that's kind of why she hired yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's another difference in the book mm-hmm. is Lou and the mom have way more scenes together where they mm-hmm. kind of talk about it. And she kind of, like at one point, like, begs Lou, like, please change my son's mind. And Lou's (laughs) like, "Uh, okay. But there's a lot more pressure on her during this thing. (sighs) Oh, yeah. Oh, and then then there's the tattoo scene, like I said, where it's actually Will also gets a tattoo. It's really cute because um, they ask her, like, hey, what do you have plans for tonight? And she's like, nope. (laughs) And uh, Nathan, who's the caretaker, uh, Nathan hands over like a ten dollar bill to Will, and he's just like, "Yeah, we bet that you like wouldn't have plans." And she's like, "What the fuck?" And they go out, and he's uh, they walk by a tattoo shop, and he's like, "I dare you to get one. Like, if you get one, I'll get one." And she's like, "All right." So she does it, and he like hands her the ten back, and he's like, "Yeah, since you did something crazy tonight, like here's the ten dollars mm-hmm. back." And she's just like, "It's adorable because he his tattoo says best before uh, March nineteenth, two thousand seven, which is the day that he got in his accident." Oh. Yeah, so he actually like, got that too. Yeah. It's my birthday. That is your birthday. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, in 2007, that's when Will Trainer got hit I by was a motorbike. 14. Yeah. Just reveal my age. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Ugh. I mean, that means we were both 14. Yeah. Our age. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yes, there is a tattoo scene, which we got completely cut off the from, which I'm sure they just cut that because of, like, another location. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And once again, that would kind of, like... Because one other thing in, like, a difference between the book and the movie, in the movie, Will is super fragile, and you see him, like, you either see him sick or, like, moping or, like, in the hospital... And in the book, he's a little bit more lively. Like, you do... like He still has those struggles, but mm-hmm. they do actually, like, do a whole lot more, like, stuff when we actually see it. Uh-huh. So. Uh, yes. Will's sisters drop from the movie. And in the book, Lou kind of, like, deep dives into a support group online that's uh, for quadriplegics and their caretakers. And there's actually a character that she meets named Richie, who is a quadriplegic, who is upbeat and full of tips on how to get Will to accept the cards that he's been dealt. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's not like anywhere it kind of like flashes through because there's like a little montage when she finally figures out like oh i'm gonna plan this trip and she uh goes to the library and you see like that weird montage of her like grabbing books and mm-hmm. reading and it kind of like flashes over the screen it's like support group for quadriplegics Aww. and it's just like a screen that passes by but once again that's like something that heavy because they talk a lot like she it's like a whole forum of like quadriplegics mm-hmm. and their caretakers so she'll constantly be asking questions like one time, it's kind of funny because it does mention that one time she asked, she's like, well, like, what do you guys miss the most? And a lot of them are like, sex. And oh. she's like, okay, well, I can't do that for him. So, <laughs> like, what do you miss that, like, you guys can still do or something? And, mm-hmm. like, she goes to them for a lot of help and goes to Richie for, like, a lot of help and advice because he is a quadriplegic that, mm-hmm. like, doesn't want to commit suicide. So, she kind of, like, goes to him a lot. And that's also, like, completely cut off from the movie because, once again, no heavy gritty stuff. It's all fluff and happy mm-hmm. smiles. <laughs> Um, there's also, she moves around a lot because Katrina and her son, they move out when she goes to school, but then they move back. And so the living situation gets a little weird because Lou's parents, they're kind of like cramped in a house because it's Lou, her mom and her dad, her sister and her nephew and her grandpa all live in the same Mm -hmm. house. So when the sister and the son move back in the book, the parents sleep on the floor in the living room because they gave Katrina and her son their room because they can't sleep in the little room. There's, like, not enough room for the both of them. Mm-hmm. So Lou walks in and is just like, what the heck? So she actually moves out and moves in with Patrick for a little bit because it's after the dinner. Like, in the movie you see it, the dinner where Patrick gets a little, like, oh, my God, because he kind of sees, like, how much time she's spending with Will and mm-hmm. kind of gets a little threatened by it. So in the book, he's just like, you should move in with me because he's trying to, like, keep her close and, like, keep her from, like, falling in love with this guy. Mm-hmm. So she says yes. And then, like, when things get rocky and they break up, she actually moves in with Will in the annex for a little bit. Like, she stays there on weekends mm-hmm. just to kind of, like, make things easier. So she's constantly, like, bouncing back and forth in the book. Mm-hmm. But you don't see any of that in the movie. But once again, I feel like her, like, constantly moving would also, like, chop the yeah. movie it would kind of, like, break the flow of the movie. So it's, like, it makes sense mm-hmm. why you would cut that out. <laughs> oh, the affair in the... Oh, yeah. You, sorry. In the book, the dad has an affair. And uh, it's... They talk about it a lot, actually, in the book because the dad is constantly not there. You kind of get the hint that something is going on mm-hmm. in the movie because there are certain lines that he's, like, you just... You need to let Will feel like a man again. Like, let him <laughs> feel like he has choices. And, like, the mom kind of looks at him, like... What? are you really talking about Will or yourself? You know what I mean? There's, like, the underlining, like, obviously this relationship is kind of rocky and Mm -hmm. something is happening, but they never actually confirm that he has an affair. And in the book, Lou not only sees the dad with the redhead, but also Will asks him, like, or asks Lou, like, have you seen my dad with her? And Lou's like, uh, yeah, I have. And he's like, yeah, it's been going on for a while. 
So, like, Will knows about it, and, mm. like, it's fairly known. They talk about it a lot, but in the movie, it's just not even a thing. They just, like, Why is it always gently graze over. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's always some, like, leggy redhead. I feel like they, they're always <laughs> described as, like, leggy and, like, blonde or redhead. Yes. So, in the book, so this is a trigger warning. We're about to talk about, like, the, the rape scene. So, if that's triggering to you, mm. skip past this for a little bit. In the book, it is implied that it's implied, so she never actually fully says it, but it kind of like leads to that because when they go to the castle in the movie, like you know how like they mm-hmm. he takes her and they kind of sit at a spot and he's like, "This used to be my favorite place," and she's like, "It still would be mine." And he's like, "That's because you've never been anywhere." And then they mm-hmm. talk about Paris, and she's like, "Let's go. We can like get on the train right now. We can go to Paris." And he's like, "No, no, no. Like, you don't understand. Like, I don't want to go there now. Like this." He's like, "I want to remember being there as like me, like myself." Mm-hmm. And so in that area, in the castle, there's supposed to be, like, a hedge maze. He, in the book, he's like, let's go. Like, let's go through the maze. And she's like, I I can't. And he's like, oh, come on. Like, kind of presses her about it until she finally, like, they go through. She loses him. She starts freaking out. And he, when he finds her, he's just like, whoa, like, what's wrong? And at first, she's like, doesn't want to talk about it. But finally, she opens up and she says that one time there was a bunch of guys in there. And when, like, she got lost and started freaking out and they all just kind of cornered her Mm -hmm. and they are, like, one guy, I think it is, but he, like, made her, like, kind of forced her to kiss him. And then after that, she kind of, like, break down in Mm -hmm. the book. So she never, like, says if anything else happened, but it is pretty, like... Implied? Yeah. It's pretty, like, heavily, like, implied that there, like, more happened. So, which is kind of, like, I kind of get why they didn't put it in the movie, but it explains heavily why... Even though, like, Lou is very, like, confident in herself and is very, like, like always wears, like, whatever the fuck she wants and mm-hmm. really doesn't care about, like, what she looks like, it explains a lot why she's very scared to expand her horizons and why she's just okay, like, being in her own little circle because mm-hmm. she's just, like, me. <laughs> it's very sad. Yeah, because it says, the fact helps explains why the character found it so hard to explore and expand her horizons because mm-hmm. she's been, like assaulted mm-hmm. so it's kind of like that's why she's like just so happy with staying in her own little bubble oh yeah and then during this scene which i also kind of wish they had a scene like this because you kind of the only real explanation you get from will about why he wants to do this in the first place is just because he's like well i can't do cool things anymore and in the book because she's so vulnerable with him about like what happened in the maze he turns around and it gets very vulnerable with her and he gets like a very it's a very heartbreaking confession from will about how his worries for the future, because he could get sicker, like, it could get worse, like, he could just, like, start, not decaying, but he, like, mm-hmm. his sickness could get worse, and he could, like, lose more function or yeah. become more helpless, and he's, like, and he's afraid of, like, that happening, like, him getting more sick, and how it'll impact his family, and he knows it's already impacting his family, mm-hmm. and he's very much, like, I don't, like, he's very worried, and he just sits there and tells her everything that he's scared of, because he tries to put up, like, this front of being being, like, a tough guy Mm -hmm. or like I don't really care about anything and in real life he's just like got all these worries in his head so kind of wish they would have put that in there but (laughs) how old is he again I think he's like yeah I think he's like late 20s and then how did his accident happen he gets hit by a motorcycle oh at least in the movie I don't know exactly wait was he walking or Mm -hmm. yeah he was walking to work in the rain and he's crossing a street and a motorcycle hits him Mm mm-hmm and he becomes quadriplegic, so he has nothing from his, like, neck mm-hmm. down. He yeah. can't with anything, so. Eh. Also, in the book, another difference, because when she moves in with Patrick, and so obviously they're together a lot more, she actually tells him about Switzerland, because it's the same thing in the book and the movie where he wants to go take her on, like, this 
getaway, their holiday together, which actually turns into his triathlon um, <laughs> in Norway, when she does turn around and have to tell him, like, oh, I can't go because I'm going on this, like, trip with Will. And he's like, you guys are basically going on a honeymoon and everything. Um, she does tell him, like, why she has to go on the trip because it's, like, to convince him otherwise and try to convince him, like, to not go to Switzerland and go on with the plan. And when Patrick gets all, like, pissy, he turns around and tells the media. And there's actually, like, a whole scene where, like, the news, like, comes rushing to the trainer's house about, like, is this true? Like, what's going on? Like, what are your plans? And it's, like, a couple days of that happening. And they kind of have to, like, go through that. So, yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of heavy shit that, like, they deal with in the book. I mean, I knew he was a dick, but my God. Right? It's just so funny because it's... Never long bottom with never. (laughs) No. But this eight pages deep guy on YouTube at the end of it was like, man, I just feel so bad for Patrick. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, wait a minute. It was really funny. Because he was like, oh... It's being sarcastic, right? No. (laughs) It was full on. Yeah, like, it was part of his... um, like reasons why he didn't like the movie as much as the book and he sympathized like, with patrick yes oh wow oh boy you you need to go to <laughs> therapy you gotta i was literally like the talk male to the women in your life <laughs> like, talk to the women in your life <laughs> oh my god yeah he was like man patrick looks such a good guy oh and like in the god. end he gets like so screwed over like he he literally blamed Louisa because he was just like, oh, I really thought that she would take, like, the lessons that she's learned about, like, loving life or whatever um, from Will, like, all the, all the things that she's learned from Will, mm-hmm. and then put it into her relationship with Patrick and, like, stay with Patrick, even though he had already stated twice that they had grown apart. And I was like, you can't, like, sit here and tell me that two characters have grown apart and then be like, they should have stayed together. He literally, like, they should have stayed together. She just, like, throws him out, like, yesterday's news. He's like, she she literally just, like, dumps him. If you could see the look on my face (laughs) right now. She doesn't just, like, dump him like it's overnight. Like, this is a huge thing. He's so cruel, too. Right? It's just, well, it's it's just, it's plainly that. They just mm -hmm. grew apart. Like, they're in way different places in their life. He wants completely, yeah. Because... I think they've been together for, like, seven years in the story, so it's, oh. like, it makes sense. Like, like they met when they were young. Yeah. yeah, they met when they were young, and they're just no, growing they're into the people else. that they're, like, gonna be when they're adults, and it just happens that they're two completely different people. So it's, like, there's nothing wrong with that. You can mm-hmm. grow apart, but it's, like, you don't have to stay in the relationship just because of it. But also, he is a dick with a capital D. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, because, yeah, he's just, I feel like, his whole personality was biking. Yeah, <laughs> his whole personality was basically, like, uh, fitness. Mm-hmm. He's just basically, like, I need to work out triathlon. Because can you imagine if, like, you're, like, oh, if you were, like, with a friend or, like, a boyfriend or whatever, and he was, like, let's go on, like, on a vacation. And you're, mm-hmm. like, okay. And then he turns around and he's, like, okay, I picked out this location. Okay. Turns out it's actually a triathlon with all of his friends. And all of his friends are now coming on your vacation. And you're going to be my cheerleader. Yeah. I'd be, like, excuse me? It's like uh, I'd be like, okay, bye. Right. Have like, fun. I'm going on a solo vacation right? here. Don't propose it as like a holiday mm-hmm. for the two of us, and then turn it in. Like, just straight up tell me, like, hey, there's this triathlon. I want to go do it in this country, and then I'd probably be like, yeah, sure, let's go. <sighs> but to like to propose it as like, oh, this holiday for both of us that I'll pay for, and we'll get away from everything, and be like, by the way, while we're there, I'm gonna be doing a triathlon with all my friends. Like, no. <laughs> oh yeah but I, then at the I end like this guy. yeah it was really funny like i had to stop the youtube video a couple times because i was just like oh i can't i can't stand you right now because of what he was saying and it was just like oof boy 
Yeah. He literally was like, yeah, Lou just, like, dumps him, like, yesterday's news. And I was like, she doesn't just dump, but okay, fine. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. I digress. But he did make a really good point, which made me laugh my fucking ass off, mm-hmm. because he compares this to Beauty and the Beast. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Gaston. <laughs> Patrick is Gaston. He literally, like, the more and more he talked about it, the more I was like, oh, no. And oh, he still sympathizes sense. with Patrick? Like, you- Thank you. He compared him to Gaston. Oh, my God. And then says, I feel sorry for this guy at the end of the movie. In the book. But yeah. Because he was like, Lou is Belle stuck in, like, the same little town that she's, like, you know, okay with or whatever. Don't and then it. Will is the beast stuck in his kingdom, like, stuck in his castle and mm-hmm. is kind of pissy about it. And Patrick is Gaston, a well-fit man that already knows Belle. Like, well, he says already has Belle, but it's like Gaston never had Belle, but okay, fine. In his brain. Yeah, he thinks he has her. But, yeah, uh, already knows Belle. And then his parents and Nate are the servants that are hoping that Lou will be the one to break the spell. And Sweden is the rose, which is their timer that they're they're all running off of. Like, the six-month timer. Like, in the six months. What the fuck? Why is everything Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> Why is everything? Everything like, that you like is, like, exactly. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> like, when he started, like, talking about it and explaining this, I was like, oh, no. No wonder I like it so much. It's basically Beauty and the Beast. Oh, no. I was like, god damn it. <laughs> but, yeah. So, other than, like, I kind of, it's kind of sad. Like, everything I've mentioned is, like, really rough like that's rough buddy like all the heavy stuff but that's literally the differences like Mm -hmm. from book to movie is but it's kind of weird because they chopped all that off but for the most part like the story is pretty much the same it's Mm -hmm. just these little like heavy tidbits that have been pulled out just to make it like a fluffy movie which is like i get what you were going for but at the same time it would feel like it would have been a little bit more like real and Mm -hmm. like impactful if we were able to see like a little bit more of like the real life struggle that everyone goes through because everyone has like well those of us who have siblings know what that's like like a sibling rivalry or like a sibling like butting heads like not necessarily rivalry but like you've all had like a a fit with your sibling i have not (laughs) really i have really great siblings (laughs) like my siblings are my best friends honestly i've never really like except for my sister stapled me (laughs) shut in my c's candy house that was the (laughs) what tangent the one memory i have where i was like pissed at her i was little i wanted to play hide and seek with her and her older friends but she's like six five years older than me yeah so So. they're like okay go hide in your c's candy house that was made of cardboard and i was like okay i go in there and they count like oh plug your ears too okay and they stapled it shut like they got more cardboard and stapled so like you couldn't move the doors But dumbass me and dumbass them, to be honest, there was no floor. So, oh, so to you the house. just lifted so it. So I, I was in there for like a good 15 minutes and I was coloring like on the inside. I was kind of forgot. Aww. And then I was like, oh, wait, there's no floor. So I got out of it. And then they, <laughs> they looked at me <laughs> like I was like, a freaking wizard. What like, sorcery what? is this? Oh my god. Yeah, that's the one thing I remember. I always, Otherwise, well, I definitely no. didn't think that you and Kyle, your brother, like, had any. Because we're the same ever. person. <laughs> yes. I would I would assume that it was going to be you and Aaron that would have, like, a, no. a tiz, if anything. No, not really. She said I was kind of annoying until I turned, like, 10 or something, and I became cool. <laughs> I'm like, okay. That makes sense. Uh, I believe it. Yeah. Well, Siblings. <laughs> okay. Well, other people have had fights with their siblings. Yeah. So definitely, well,. I have gotten into a fight with my older brother. Um, mm-hmm. Gotten into many a fights with my middle brother. But my, me and my little sister have never really, like, fought. No. Yeah. It's probably because we've never lived together. That, so. too. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> but, but, yeah. You're a pretty, like, well-grounded person. So, 
I feel like there could be tension with the older sister for sure. But if the older sister is chill, then nothing right. bad relationship is really going to happen. That's true. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But for these two mm-hmm. in the book, there's way more of a rivalry that happens between them. So, yeah. I think it's just in the book, there's a lot more pressure put on Lou to keep this job. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though, like, morally, she doesn't really want to be there. Um, like her sister's very much like, well, you have to because I'm in school now. And then her family's like, well, you have to because like we need the money. The older sister had a kid young mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. And it's just so that's why she them, stopped right? going to school. Mm-hmm. So she stopped going to school because she got pregnant with her kid. And then she started working at the flower shop. Is but... the kid in the movie? I don't remember the kid. Yeah. Yeah, the kid's Do in not the movie. remember him. Yeah, there's way more of him, obviously, in the book because when they move back in, mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple nights where he, I think his name is Tommy. I can't remember. But there's a couple nights where he, like, runs up to stairs to Lou and, like, sleeps in her bed because he had a nightmare. Oh. So, yeah. It's not so much that she, like, hates her sister or anything. It's just a lot of, like... Tension. Yeah, like, you Mm -hmm. have to do this because I need to go do something. And it's just, like, oof, fine. (laughs) So. (laughs) But, yeah. But then it's still, like, in the movie and in the book, uh, Will ends up kind of, like, pulling a few strings to get her dad a job at the castle as, like, head of maintenance, which is a completely made-up job. (laughs) But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they give it to her and um Lou Lou like calls Will and she's like, What the fuck did you do? And he's like, What? Me? I didn't do anything. My dad your dad needed a job, my dad needed a head of maintenance, it's 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 done. And she just she still doesn't know how to like how do I thank you? And he's like, Don't worry about it. It's just now like he did it so she doesn't have to worry about her family. So like the the whole yeah. financial burden yeah. isn't only on her back. Mm-hmm. Like her dad couldn't easily provide. Yeah. So even if everything we just talked about was super heavy here comes a kicker oh god it gets a little worse because i literally put fun facts and then like i talked about how he compares it to beauty and the beast and i was like not so fun facts so (laughs) oh great yeah but i do feel like we kind of have to talk about this because i feel like if there's an issue with a movie and then you don't talk about it Mm -hmm. it's kind of like meh so the film did spark a lot of criticism from many people in the disability rights movement due to what they perceive as an underlining message that people with disabilities are a burden on their families and careers, mm-hmm. and claim that the film promotes the view that people are better off dead than disabled. Yeah. It's ableism. Like, yeah. Right? And they view the film as advocating suicide so that their loved ones can live boldly. Mm. And it's just like, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just... I remember when that... Because I saw... See, I don't remember that happening at all. Because I saw the movie, and then when it was doing well, I remember all the backlash coming up. I was like, ooh, kind of paying attention, which is why I didn't really want to read the book. But also, I, it's so sad, I don't really want to read the book. Well, that's the thing, like, they do, there is way more scenes, like, I'm not disabled, and I've never had, like, none of my loved ones or family members are disabled, so I don't know what life like that is like. So Mm -hmm. I can't sit here and be like, oh, that's not what the book's about at all, because I don't know. I don't know anything about that. But as someone who has read the book and watched the movie, I never saw it that way, in my opinion. Uh, I always thought, like, at the end of the day, it was more about Will's choice and how he wanted. Like, it was his life, his choice, pretty much, is, like, how I saw it. But, like I said, I don't. I don't know anything about that world of, like, people with disabilities, yeah. so I can't, like, sit here and, like, mm-hmm. advocate for this yeah. book. So, yeah. <laughs> but if it did make you feel that way, I'm terribly sorry. Mm-hmm. JoJo did, I'm not, like, defending her, it's mm-hmm. just, you heard one side of the coin, so you gotta hear the other side. JoJo did come and say that, uh, like, A, she heard it from an actual story about the rugby player that I talked about earlier, and then B, she actually had family members in her life that needed 24-hour care, and so she pulled influence from both of those stories to mm-hmm. make this. And she's like, it's not about 
she wasn't trying to like push or persuade anybody into a certain view she yeah. was like it was literally this is all just about like one character mm-hmm. so like, this is really just like lou and like she's Will's not trying story. to push an agenda yeah she whatever. wasn't trying to push anything she wasn't trying to persuade anything mm-hmm. she wasn't trying to like promote any like certain view she was just like these are just two characters yeah. that i wanted to tell their story yeah so take that yeah. as you will <laughs> but <laughs> yeah so it's a good thing to address it is if you google it that's literally the first thing that yeah pops up. Literally, I was like, it was Whoa. just like backlash and like the hashtags that mm-hmm. they use and i was like oof so yeah. at the end of the day hopefully hollywood has kind of like learned its lesson mm-hmm. and is just like maybe we should do more research before we just like make a movie about something that we may not know everything about or like get some insight from people who actually live the life of like how to best represent these situations Mm -hmm. so hopefully in the future if they make any more movies like this it's handled better yeah hopefully (laughs) but it's hollywood so baby steps as it goes yes exactly (laughs) it's just like oof, boy but yeah Mm -hmm. i like found that at the bottom of like the wikipedia page was like the backlash and i was like (laughs) there's all with every thing honestly there's backlash right for... yeah you're never gonna be able to please everybody mm-hmm. so like any book yeah akatar there's backlash like <laughs> exactly but yeah. i i do think that like one of them like i feel like it got way more backlash than it might have if they would have added a little bit more heavy stuff because mm-hmm. it does kind of make everything seem like happy and then like fluffy like, through rose tinted glasses yes and then once he dies she gets like everything she's ever wanted in life like she's in paris because he's like sending her money and he like pays for her school mm-hmm. and it's just like it's all settled so it's just like <laughs> so yeah it's kind of like i i see why people are mad yeah. but at the same time it's just like oof, sorry yeah. before I saw this movie. I didn't even know that assisted suicide was a thing. Right? Yeah, me either. But that makes sense that it is a thing, but yeah, but I, just I do remember didn't know it existed. I do remember it being a thing. Like it, it, it kind of hit the media. Like I don't know if it was because of this movie, but I remember it did hit the media because stories of it were happening. Because I remember, if for some reason we were debating it in one of my classes, and I can't remember if it was middle school or high school, but we had to like. I hope it wasn't pick school. a side oh of like like do you think assisted suicide is mm-hmm. like a good thing or like a bad thing and we had to like pick a side and like write a paper about it wow i hope it wasn't middle school <laughs> i don't know i also went debate to a, like a religious something? one so i did oh. that's the thing i never took debate it was some i don't know what class it was for but i remember psychology? talking about it i didn't really take a psychology class oh. either so oh. i can't remember what class it was but it was brought up it was like a current event thing that we were handling it was just like write a paper about how you feel about this yeah i don't remember though it might have been high school but i remember talking about it oh man so yeah sorry (laughs) it's a really like lovely story and like the movie's very happy but like the book is a little more yeah it's kind of like you could it's one of those movies you could watch up to a point and you're like and that's the end of the movie right nothing further honestly like though if it ended at the wedding i'd be okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then she's like let's just go the wedding is the trip in hawaii or not no, Hawaii, the wedding is just um There's a beach. No. Is there not a beach? No, the wedding is like his ex-girlfriend and his best friend. Remember? They like got engaged okay. and they like come and they invite him to the wedding. Oh, right. And she like uh. in the book she wears the red dress again, but in the movie she, she dances wears like a blue with him. Yeah, like, on she like sits wheelchair. on his lap and he like spins in oh, circles on his wheelchair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is the there movie? not a beach? Why do I remember there being a beach? Because that's the that's the trip that they go on. Okay. At the end because he <laughs> yeah. was just like uh, he talks about something about like wanting to go someplace with her or something and she's like so then let's go someplace just me and you and like we'll forget everything else and he's just like okay fine 
Like, sure. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. And then, like, they ride off together in the sunset. So. <laughs> and that's the end of it. And that's the end of the movie. That's where it should end. Uh, but, no, instead they actually, like, go I to the beach. I think I saw this movie on Valentine's Day. Ouch. With... <laughs> that's the day for my birthday. I think, from what I remember. And it was with my two of my friends from high school. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw this movie And the whole mom. theater was crying. Of course it was. Naturally naturally yeah when sam kathlin cries you cry like (laughs) oh my god that's another thing another thing that this eight pages deep guy mentioned right (laughs) so he was talking about all the things that he didn't like about the movie and this bitch literally says makeup because he says amelia clark's eyebrows were too thick and i was like buddy that's not makeup she's just born with thick eyebrows because he was like i feel like her eyebrows were a character in the story because like she's very expressive and he thinks that like she was a little too expressive and he's like i was always distracted like by her eyebrows so i think the makeup in the movie was like overdone a little and i I was like he's just used to khaleesi (laughs) but even khaleesi has pretty thick eyebrows because those are literally just her natural eyebrows so it's like <laughs> but also yes Khaleesi's a little more like stoic and we yeah. don't see a lot of her yeah. emotions where Lou is just like Wah! which is really <laughs> yeah. funny because after watching an interview for this movie there's like a like a quick fire interview where someone's just like asking them like ridiculous questions like if you were a sandwich what would you be and someone asked like if you could either have hands as arms or arms as fingers like which one would you want? And she goes ballistic talking about, like, oh, wait. So, like, she's like, I'm so small. She's like, I'm so tiny. So she's like, if I had arms for fingers, I could grab everything. And she's like, no, wait, I actually want this. And she literally, for like the last 30 she's seconds of the interview, the yeah, she just like freaks out. She's like, oh my God, imagine all the things you could do. And she's like, no, wait, I really want this to happen. And like completely freaks out. And I was like, oh my God, she's actually Lou. Like, there's no acting. She did not have to audition for this part right? at all. Yeah. But I thought it was adorable because the. The director did, like, immediately. She's like, well, I saw one video and immediately knew I wanted Amelia mm-hmm. as my Lou. She's like, They're, it's literally her. And I was like, ah, that's cute. I love it when that happens. Right. They just instantly know. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. That's me before you. <laughs> Book versus movie. I mean, anything with Sam in it. Honestly. We talked about. Right. The cast is, like, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sam, Kathleen, Amelia Clark, Papa Lannister. Yeah. Like, oof. Even the Papa Lannister's not really in it very much. No, not at all. Because he just kind of like pops in and out because he's having an affair <laughs> that we don't talk about. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Well done. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This was the one that I liked. So normally these are like more happy, but mm-hmm. I just like threw all the hard shit that isn't mentioned in the movie <laughs> Did at you? you. No, it's interesting because I like wouldn't have known that otherwise. Right? I don't know. Have yeah. you read the other books? Me After no, You? I haven't read. There's Me After You and then Still Me. There's okay. two of them. But I know the second one is about her going to fashion school in Paris. And I think there is a guy. But things get a little weird because, like, she was, like, in love with Will and she feels, like, weird about it. But that's just me from, like, reading the back of the mm-hmm. book and being like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. <laughs> like, I don't know why. I just, I read the first one and then I just never felt like reading the other two. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's not in it. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. No, I was just, I really don't want to sit there and just, like her being like oh i miss him or oh man i wish i could have been here with him or oh man like no yeah i feel like it'd be very like i feel like the second book would just be even more depressing so yeah. it's like eh. but yeah there's but three in paris <laughs> but in paris i have no idea what the third one's about i didn't even know it existed until i was doing research on the first one yeah 
That's rough, buddy. That's rough, buddy. <laughs> That's heavy. Right. That's heavy. In the words of Marty McF- McFly. That's right. heavy. But it's really funny because I, wa- I watched the movie again because I ordered it on DVD and I was just like, oh, it's still a good story. Mm-hmm. But I don't need to read the book ever again. No. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. It's just like, like any other book to movie adaptation. The book obviously just has more. But you notice like the best ones are typically the ones where the author writes the screenplay. Right. Or they're heavily involved yeah. with it. Yeah. It's like, take like, notes, all adaptations. Just keep the author there. Yeah. You know. Because even like, um, even Six of Crows, or like Shadow and Bone, sorry. <laughs> 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 Shadow and Bone, but the crows are in it. But like, even because they, I remember Lee Bardugo saying, she's like, I don't have a lot of say. She's like, but they do keep me like in every Consulting. meeting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I don't have a lot of say of what things go on, but they do kind of keep me around to be like... Like, hey, what do you think about this? Or, oh, what if we change it this way? And like, what so, would this character do in this scenario? Yeah. Mm. So it's like, at least do that. At yeah. least do that. Like, at least have them, like, have them as a consultant mm-hmm. or have them, like, on set. I love that. Whenever they can be. Whenever the creator or the author or whatever is involved, that's when I'm kind of signed on right. for the adaptation. I'm just yeah. kind of like, yes, I'm here for it. Right. And Let's she wrote support. the screenplay. Jojo mm-hmm. Moyes wrote Moise. the screenplay. Moyes? I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. I'm so sorry if it's not. No. But it's like M O Y E S. Moise? Hmm. Sure. But yeah. <laughs> she wrote the screenplay for this. So Aww. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Because there's like literally line for line from book out of Sam Kathleen's mouth on the, <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> Sam. Uh, but yes. Okay. It's also adorable because someone in an interview was like, what drew you to this? And Amelia's like, oh, like I'm so close to like Lou. She was like a dream role for me because it's like me. And Sam Kathleen's like, also, like, being Lou was a dream for me. <laughs> and everyone just looks at him like, shut the fuck up, Sam. <laughs> it was adorable. Oh. Um, so, that's kind of it for, like, the book-to-movie mm-hmm. part. So, the sorting part, I was thinking we'd only do, like, the first three. So, I was thinking, like, the main three. So, Lou, Will, and Patrick. Yeah. So, Daenerys, uh, <laughs> Finnick O'Dare, and okay. Neville Longbottom. <laughs> So Daenerys is a <laughs> is a Hufflepuff. Is a Hufflepuff. <laughs> yes. I mean, not to mention that her favorite thing in the world are bumblebee tights, which are literally bumblebee tights, black and yellow. Yeah. So heaven. I just think of yellow when I think of her. Yes, so. she's definitely like sunshine rainbows. Mm-hmm. Yes, adorable. Um, Will, Finnegan Dare. I said Gryffindor, because I feel like yeah. a Gryffindor would be like, give me <laughs> life or give me death. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Gryffindor is like if I can't be awesome and it's, do all these things. Yeah, it's zero or it's one hundred. Yeah, so and he was very um, active before. Before, and, yeah, and yeah. that and he's incredibly snarky. Like one thing they <laughs> did mention about a difference, another difference was um, a lot of like the montages that we see in the mm-hmm. movie, like them building the relationship. Like when she just keeps showing up with like happy-go-lucky look on his face and he just looks at her like ugh and then like rolls away like in the book there's a lot more like dialogue between the two of them and will like throws like heavy like snarky remarks at her and she like is quick and witty and has comebacks the entire Mm -hmm. time so and that's how they kind of build the relationship we kind of get to hear it more than just like see it like in the movie but it'd kind of be a little too repetitive if you just like Mm -hmm. a montage makes more sense in a movie but yeah yeah i mean just if that ain't the relationship between Gryffindors and Hufflepuffs. And Hufflepuffs, yes. Hufflepuff being like, hello! Gryffindor being like, ugh, they're back. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hufflepuff just coming right back and being like, hello! Yeah. I'm not leaving! So Sounds alright. And Patrick. Squib. <gasps> oh, yeah. <laughs> Squib! 
unworthy of hogwarts unworthy but i always like put them in a house anyways it's because you're hufflepuff and you don't want to be mean to anybody i always like never think of making them a squib i always just put them in a house there's always a every time i sort (laughs) there's a squib somewhere squib yeah every story has a squib yes i put him in gryffindor just because like him being active and because he's very much like what do you mean you don't want to go run five miles with me which to me is very gryffindor (laughs) or because his twin doppelganger self is a gryffindor oh yes or because neville longbottom is also a gryffindor imagine neville like seeing that version of himself my god like what is this neville will be like what happened oh man squib fine he can be a squib (laughs) fine if he must (laughs) but yeah so that's it everybody i'm so sorry to put a damper on your day (laughs) do you know what your next movie so would be oh god no i picked mine are we doing ones that we don't like? Or are you I'm doing just, ones that I feel like? like we could just do whatever the hell we want now. Yeah. <laughs> right. At this point, whatever it comes yeah. to bring, whatever you feel like. What's it. your next one? It's going to be The Maze Runner. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and that's a rare one where right. I think the movie is better than the book. I concur because mm-hmm. I could not keep up with that book at all. My poor yeah. dyslexic mind. No, yeah. It was like. It's very mm-hmm. bizarre to read. But yeah. the movie is so good. Dylan O'Brien. That's all I gotta say. Were, so. all of them, were all of them made into movies? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I ever saw the last one. Um. Well, the Death Cure, the last one was split into two. I As those two movies escaped me completely. I'm pretty sure. I don't think. Can you say it? Uh, <laughs> I don't think I ever saw those like at all. Was it split into two, or they were going to? Oh my god. Oh no, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was just one. Go backwards on that. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was into two parts. I think it was because like when. They were doing that for all of them. They were yeah. considering doing it, but they really them. don't have to. The books are not that big. They're really that big. Right. Oh, I remember I wanted to read the first one before, and I just like, ooh, I think I actually mm-hmm. did read the whole first one. I did not even touch the second one because I was just like, yeah. I can't. The jargon is just too, yeah. too yeah, much. It's definitely like using a different part of your brain. Honestly. It's like the opposite of reading Pride and Prejudice, where you have to like make yourself smarter. Yes. To read Pride and Prejudice, when Honestly. you're reading The Maze Runner, you kind of have to dumb yourself down <laughs> because Honestly. of the way that they speak. They cut words in half. People have just made right. up names. All names are made up, but you know. I don't know what on earth mm-hmm. I do for my next one. I kind of even pulled this one out of nowhere. I was just like, I read me before you. Because <laughs> to be completely honest with you, before like this past year like I really didn't read that much like before I found audible I kind of like took a break from Mm -hmm. reading because it was just I can't like read physical books because my dyslexia and ADHD is just like (laughs) you can't sit still for that long like put that down so I I have to like audiobook it but I didn't find audio audiobooks and audible until like two years ago at this point so they're like when all those movie adaptations were happening I really didn't watch a whole bunch or read a whole bunch I watched Mm -hmm. a ton I didn't read a whole bunch so yeah yeah. Like, the only other one I could think of is, like, The Great Gatsby. <laughs> I also, like, haven't read that book since high school, so it's, like, mm-hmm. eh. I also, <laughs> the other one I thought about doing was Benjamin Button, but, like, that book is, like, Aww. ten pages long. Oh, really? The book is, like, a sliver. That movie is, like, three hours. Is insane. Yeah. The book itself is literally just, like, the first 30 minutes of the movie. The book literally is just, like, a cute little fun story that, um... Fitzgerald wrote about an uh, old man who was born backwards and like the clock like the clock that's mentioned and how it gets like stuck and then he's born and it's he's born backwards and it's all weird that is like the only part and then they took that and made it into a fucking three-hour movie Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous 
So I don't, there wouldn't be much of an episode because I'd be like, wow. the reading materials, I'd be like 20 pages. <laughs> if that. It's it's tiny, teeny tiny book. Mm. But yeah, I have no idea what I would do for my next one. Um, another one I'm going to do eventually is Peter Pan, <gasps> yeah. the 2003. But oh, I'm pretty sure I will mention every Peter Pan adaptation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how can I've you not? I've seen them all. Right. How can and you I not? deeply love Peter Pan. Indeed, indeed. And should we end this? Yes, probably. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, we're just gonna. Honestly, <laughs> are, you are you reading anything currently? Uh, are you reading anything new? Um, I'm rereading. What's this goddamn book called? Crescent City. Cre- Crescent City. Yes. <laughs> She's rereading it, and I just started it because so. I I read it before, but like in a weekend, I was pretty sick that weekend. I did not have COVID, but at that time, I, I've never had COVID. But <laughs> <laughs> let me just specify. Like, I did not I, have COVID. I was sick this one weekend, and I read that, and I'm pretty sure I had a fever dream most of it, so I don't remember what was real. Right. <laughs> so, I need to... What was real, what was yeah. made up. And I'm traveling soon. Yeah. So, I'm getting the f- digital book to read, because I do not want to lug around this goddamn, what right. do we call it, textbook? I, did, <laughs> I, I called it a textbook. It's a brick. I, I started the audiobook, and in the very beginning, it just, she throws a lot of information, mm-hmm. like, she breaks down all the, like, the houses and, like, the way that, like the world works and i was just like whoa like you lost me at like after the first sentence so i messaged bridget and i was like can you bring the book so i can like study because <laughs> like i need the textbook because i can't like to just kind of look it over and reread it so yes ma'am yeah so mm-hmm. i have her book so she has to get it digitally but yeah it's fine i was gonna take it on the plane anyways right <laughs> so we're both reading crescent city so it'll definitely be a future episode eventually <laughs> eventually but it's, it's a thick book it's a thick so one <laughs> gotta give it some time the next one will be um one last stop Right. That we're recording. This probably won't be the next one after. No, <laughs> no. One. I don't know how these are going to go. Um, as of now, you guys have probably already listened to Winter Part 2, and then Ari and Dante, and then this will probably come out. And then Crescent City or One Last Stop will probably come after this. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of what I'm thinking is going to happen, but who the fuck knows? <laughs> <laughs> Wish us luck. <laughs> right? Well, let's see. All right. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that is all. <laughs> I'll close it, I guess. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Keep reading. And keep watching. Bye. Bye.